Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Fight Diggy, Tribe Called Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Ab Soul. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is show that you come up on, yeah. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chud. I'm the host and founder of the Come Up Show. And my guest today is Murder Beats, who is raised in Fort Erie, Ontario. He's only 22 years old, and he's been responsible for hits like Pipe It Up for Migos, Gucci Man, Back on Road, Drake's With You, uh, featuring Party Next Door on Views, and so much more. I interviewed Murder Beats at InstaFesta. I didn't even know he was going to be there. After I wrapped up my interview with Boy One Up, somebody told me he was doing a workshop. I did my Googles, and I found out his manager is a guy that I go way back with. I went to school with him at Western. What up to the homie, Corey? And on this interview with Murder Beats, we talk about the importance of meeting people face-to-face, the sacrifices that he had to do, uh, he had to make on working on his craft, and so much more. Here's my interview with Murder Beats on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Murder Beats. Murder Beats, can you tell me about the Pearl Jam drum set? What influence did I have? Was that really important to you? Uh, that was like when I started like really playing music. Got myself a drum set. I was making beats. Or I was just like jamming to like whatever like rock stuff I liked at the time and then slowly got out of the liking of rock music and then started liking a lot of hip-hop stuff. Mm-hmm. Moved on to like Travis Barker remixes and stuff and then sold my drum set for an electric drum set. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started working with like 808s and stuff. You're left-handed. I'm also left-handed as well, too. Growing up, did you ha- when it was gym class, was it like road hockey sticks or baseball gloves or, or in art class, cutting with scissors? Where Did you feel left out as a left-handed kid or no? Yes, I could not cut a piece of paper. All through elementary school, it was so hard to cut paper because I was left-handed. I had to get a pair of left-handed scissors. I played baseball. In, in high school, I played travel ball, and like even my fastball was still like a slider because I was left-handed and shit so mm-hmm. well yeah left-handed people were very unique i know quavo's left-handed i know mm-hmm. a couple other left-handed people so yeah you, do you, you know about left-handed like like their presidents they're the smartest creative people yeah. like there's a, a lot a stat on that right yeah i know that like left-handed people are, are like musically inclined and they're inclined in like a bunch of different like engineering things and stuff too so that's it's crazy mm-hmm. uh you felt that you've always known that since you were young you were different obviously being left-handed was part of that you were asking your your mom these type of questions and you still feel like you're different you had that sense like uh what made you think that way i never wanted a job always told my mom I'd be different. I was never going to work at no McDonald's. I was never going to cook no waste burgers. I was never going to go to no college, none of that. Mm-hmm. I just knew I, what I, I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life because I'm here and I'm an example. I'm an example just to show people that like you come up from nothing. I came up from a small town, not a big town, so like there's no excuses from, for anyone not being able to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about not, you don't want to go to college. How was that when your your parents wanted you to go to college when you were at the end of high school? And how did you get them to believe in you? And were you kind of scared a little bit at that time? No, I was just trying to prove points, honestly. Because when I started making beats, no one believed in me. Mm-hmm. Except like my dad, R.P., a couple other people. But yeah, started making beats. No one really believed in me. I was going to go to school for business because I like getting money. Because I was getting money in different ways and then working jobs. And then, yeah. 
And you had to, you know, even though within f- the first three months of making beats, you got a Sojo Boy beat. Some people say, you know, it was so quick, but you had to, like, dedicate time and not go out and do all that type of stuff. And all your friends are getting mad at you. Was that kind of tough in the moment when you were doing that? Yeah, it was tough at the moment, but honestly, I didn't care because, like, I knew, like, what, what I, w- I was still trying to prove points. Everyone was mad at me that I wasn't coming around to chill because I was making beats. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew that. I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. If people are going to feel like that, then, like, I don't need that around me. Mm-hmm. Kind of just, like, sacrifice, cut a lot of people off and just started working alone by myself and just everything just started to come together. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you've been to ATL, and I remember growing up as a kid going to ATL because I have family there. Everybody is black in ATL. If you're a white guy, you stand out. And if people traditionally looked at you just walking down the street, they wouldn't think you're one of the biggest trap producers or producers. What was it like being a white guy and going in and making these beats and in the industry? People like, yo, who is this guy? Did you feel like you were discriminated against? I felt like I was at first when I started making beats because people thought I was just making like hood music and this music and wannabe music, whatever. But mm-hmm. when I started working with the Migos and stuff, they knew they Quavo, like they knew like I was special, and they knew that like like I was just a white kid from Canada making beats as hard as the guys in the hood. So like they knew it was just like that, like I was a special person, mm-hmm. diamond in the rough. People sometimes artists, producers, they tend to overthink when they're creating music. But in the session for Pipe It Up. You know, that was what they came up with. And he said, just do it. Just go record it. Don't even think about it. What do you think it is about about that that's better than going, spending too much time on, you know, creating music? Because when you spend too much time, you start to overthink things. And then you're trying to focus on making this perfect product, and it's not a perfect product. Mm -hmm. If you just go in there and just bang out some stuff. I'm like, this is just my opinion, but like, if you go in there, bang out some stuff off the top, with just the energy, they're going to feel the energy that you just went in with when you recorded that instead of sitting there taking time. I know some people do sit there and take time and it comes out the best music. People like Drake and all these other big people, like they all, everyone has different like workflows and stuff, you know? So, so Boy Wonder was here earlier speaking to people. Um, what kind of influence, what kind of impact, what did Boy Wonder teach you? He didn't, he just like, we just started cooking up together a lot and then uh, I just started to learn off of him. Like drum wise, mix wise, patterns, Mm-hmm. I was doing melodies and stuff, so I just I learned a lot from him. Like he's been there for me. Like any time I need to like ask him questions about like th- things I was doing with my business and stuff, he was always there for me and stuff. So I salute one that's mm-hmm. my brother. So Toronto obviously has the intention of the music world right now. It's on a wave. And do you think that the, the industry here and people here are taking advantage of what's going on? Like artists and producers, are people doing the most that they can with it? I feel like they need to take more of an advantage because you're you're not always going to be hot. So like when you got when it's just hot right now, it's like people got to do as much as they can right now mm-hmm. because Toronto's not always going to be the hottest city. Mm-hmm. The biggest artist in the world is not always going to be the biggest artist in the world. You're not always going to have the torch. You're not always going to have the, the fire. You know, so mm-hmm. you got to just go with it right now. Travel around, go crazy. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, obviously social media is very powerful and you can connect with people. But uh, coming across as a journalist and when I come across artists, people don't get the part of actually being physically present somewhere, like shaking people's hands face to face. You feel that's really important, don't you? Yeah, that's that's how I got my career started. I flew to Chicago at 17, 18 years old. I was in south side of Chicago in the hood with all these guys making beats and shit. And then I went out to Atlanta, I got with the Migos and like, just, you have to like be face to face. You got to pull up on people and stuff. You can't just sit on the internet, send beats. It's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It could work, but like, you know, mm-hmm. for me, I just felt like I needed to just be present and show myself. What was it like being from like Fort Erie, Niagara Falls region, and going to South Side of Chicago and Atlanta? And you said, you know, you're sitting next to I don't know twenty guns, <laughs> coming from where we where you're you're at, and to doing that, were you like, what the fuck's going on right now? Where's my life going? No, I knew I, I knew what I was getting myself into, but at the same time, like, it was for the music, you know. So, it's like, I guess you could call it sacrifice as well. Like, I was, I know I, I put myself in some risky situations along the way, but it all paid off. When you started being in the music industry, is when your faith in God started getting strong, which is kind of weird because people are the other way. How did that come to be, and why is that? Why is your faith really important? Because it's just it's life. Like, you gotta you gotta have faith, and you gotta have you gotta have God. You gotta be spiritual. You, you gotta know yourself. I was blessed because I I got to know myself at a young age, like seventeen, like eighteen. I got to like really know who I was as a person, and I think that helped me just find my passion and find what I wanted to do. And it's the way I've been progressing my whole career. So. And the thing that's the number one thing: if people are self-aware and they know themselves, a lot of things work out. But how did you get to know yourself? Like, how does that happen? Spend time by yourself. You gotta think. I don't know. You gotta put the puzzle together, man. Life's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Just gotta figure it out. And why is it important for you? You know, when you post up Instagrams and you just post up things from just a kid from Niagara and including that, and not, not just claiming Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Why is it important for you to rep that? Because if I say I'm from Toronto, people will be like, "Oh, he's not from Toronto." But so I rep where I'm from. I also rep Toronto. I rep Canada. I rep Ontario. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got a strong movement in Ontario and in Canada for music. So. I'm just trying to strive for greatness and just push the culture as much as I can. Mm-hmm. To the artists, producers, creatives listening to this podcast as the last thing, what, anything else you want to say to them? Grind, network, have faith, keep God first, send beats out, never give up, stay positive, keep positive energy around you. Any negative energy around you, cut it out. If you need a small circle of a few positive people, or then if you got a big circle with a couple positive, couple negatives, just cut it out and just keep good energy around you at all times. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy my interview with Murder Beats on The Come Up Show. If this is your first time tuning in, please subscribe and follow. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to. Make sure you follow us and subscribe and check out our previous interviews and catalog. And yo, we're looking to add team members to The Come Up Show team. We're looking for podcast editors, graphic designers, videographers, and so much more. Head over to thecomeupshow.com and click the Join the Team tab to see how you can be involved with the Come Up Show team. I'm looking for anybody. And if it's not you, if you know somebody else that may be interested, please refer them. We're looking to grow the team so we can bring you so much more dope quality content. My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace.